0: Hello, and welcome to Making Awesome. Today, we are going to be talking about ABS versus PLA versus PETG. I'm Tad, this is Grant,
1: and let's Let's get to uh, it. Yeah. So, commonly, there are three main materials in the 3D printing industry Mm -hmm. where desktop-grade 3D printers can generally play in. You have PLA, ABS, PETG. They are all good for certain things, terrible for other things, <laughs> and they all have their reasons. So, uh, Tad, let's have you start off with ABS. ABS is one of the oldest materials for 3D printing. It was actually the first one that mm. consumer printers had because it's cheap, it's ubiquitous, and it is very, very easy to extrude and obtain. So let's right. talk about ABS and its uses, not just in 3D printing, but overall.
0: Right. Uh, ABS is acrylonitrile butadine styrene. It's a, it's a mixture of different monomers that uh, form that polymer. Um, and prior to 3D printing coming onto the scene, uh, ABS is has been for a long time and still is used for pretty much any kind of tough plastic uh, part that you are used to coming into contact with anything that needs like impact resistance or a lot of times anything outdoors is made out of uh a b s uh and Legos of course famously are made out of a b s
1: that is lego um, sir the the
0: uh oh it 's already it 's already floral of oh, lego is sake. lego
1: it 's like share get it uh, right share
0: <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, it's it's extremely common. It's easy to come by. Um, it's dirt cheap. It's very – yeah, because of, because of its availability.
1: And it's oil-based, mm-hmm. which is – it makes it both wonderful and absolutely terrible at the same time. And it smells awful. Yes. If any of you have ever had a plastic object burn, maybe you've – left your air fryer on your stove. Not gonna call anybody out, but that's definitely not happened in my house. Uh, Maybe you've had a curling iron that got too hot uh, or a cheap toaster decided to let out the smoke. Uh, you've likely smelled ABS. If you've had a pla- if you've burned plastic for whatever reason it might be, we're not asking you to tell us. Okay, we don't need to know about what you do behind closed doors. Well, but, sometimes
0: you don't even have to burn it. You could just like break it in half and you'll true. smell that.
1: And it's that styrene
0: that yeah. makes
1: it smell, and the the the, the butadiene, right? Because it makes yeah. it doesn't make butyric acid. butyric acid. If any of you've had anything that's rubbery and it gets sticky? That's butyric acid. That's what it does yeah. to stuff. And the, the butylene is what makes it, or butadine. 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 Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a chemist. Don't I have two business degrees. It. That's what makes it a little bit flexible. The styrene is what gives it one of the properties that I personally hate. Yeah. It shrinks
0: mm-hmm. a lot.
1: This, if you are watching on YouTube or on your favorite watching platform, you can see I'm holding up a piece of ABS filament. This is, we have one printer in the shop we run ABS on. It is our Fusion 3 F410 uh, available through 3D Musketeers. You can reach out to us and we're happy to get you handled. But uh, the only reason we run it in that machine is because it is not only enclosed, it is also filtered. It has a exhaust fan that is HEPA and carbon filtered. That makes it bearable. You can still smell it. It'll fill a room. It does. And it gives me a freaking headache. I cannot stand the smell. There's some evidence that it may not be good over the long term no it's definitely if things don't smell good they're not good over the long term Mm -hmm. okay and that goes for all facets of life kids all right think about it okay yeah look we we all know durian doesn't taste bad but it stinks don't eat it (laughs) um so abs abs started because these machines that people were using to do the extrusion were old weed whacker line machines those ran nylon Mm -hmm. nylon sucks Nylon's very tough to deal with we're not going to get into it in this particular lesson podcast whatever Mm -hmm. Um, but we will talk about it when we have our exotics uh it's a shame we couldn't get carol baskin or joe exotic to join (laughs) us but no it's not a shame i'm glad they can't join us i'm not going to ask i mean geez i'm like 30 minutes from big cat rescue but let's 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 not get into that um ABS is easy to work with because it extrudes very easily. It, Out of all the three materials we talked about, ABS, PLA, and PETG, it is the most temperature-resistant at 105 degrees centigrade. That's, what, 221 degrees Fahrenheit? Something like that. It, yeah, that's Wikipedia says 221. Okay, I, I was trying to sound cool, but I'm really just reading the TG from Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, because, yes... Wikipedia is a valid source for your information. It really is. It really is. Um, And 105C means it can handle boiling water. Barely, but it can handle boiling water. Uh, That's what makes it great for use outdoors. Now, the one downside to ABS outdoors, UV. Mm -hmm. It will get brittle. not a huge fan of UV. There is a material that has solved that we're not getting into it it's called asa we're not going to get into it asa is damn near identical in terms of its qualities for printing but Mm -hmm. it's good for outdoor abs though shrinks when it cools and that's great for injection molding because they pop out of the damn molds on their own basically you need Mm -hmm. half the ejector pins that you would need versus a material like a pla or a pet simply because it shrinks and it pops right out but it's also going to stink it, it, yeah i cannot imagine what an old school shop that's running pure abs smells like oh, i know
0: uh, i know exactly what it smells like god that must be terrible our, our, it's uh, not
1: fun our our local manufacturing facility that we go to for uh, injection molding spectrum custom molds and Manufacturing, they use triton which is a Mm. modified version of ABS. It's clear, which is cool, but it doesn't stink as much. I mean, it still has a smell, but it's not this arid, humid, gross. uh, I hate it. It's like a
0: sour smell almost.
1: Acrid is the right one, but I'm always afraid when I say Acrid, I'm going to say Akron. And like maybe the two people that are listening from Ohio are going to get mad at us. (laughs) They're going to get even more mad when I say go green uh, no no fine. no. No, like
0: my shop professor uh my shop professor had a uh injection molding business that he ran mm-hmm. out of like a little commercial kind of garage thing and he had a he had two injection molders in there. Um, and they were I remember I worked with him to clean up parts for oh what the hell is it called? I believe it's called the arsenal. It's a uh little uh camera accessory. So this was the two halves of the, the case for it, and I made a good amount of money clipping those things off of the sprue, um, and that place, you know, a hot afternoon in there stinks from all that I, ABS. I
1: feel like the air gets heavy. Yeah, a little with bit stank. Ugh. But ABS is great because it, it, it's easily extruded. So mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, 3D Musketeers, we used to make our own filament because filament was egregiously expensive. For a kilo of PLA, we used a filistruder. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Uh, we could get a kilo of PLA a day reasonably and let's not talk about diameter accuracy or anything we did not have our machine set up well but it worked for what we needed mm-hmm. abs we could get a kilo every two hours because it just it would just run it'd be mm-hmm. like water coming out of this machine if you got the temperature right it would work great um unfortunately getting the temperature right is not always the easiest thing to cook a abs- batches yeah abs is a lot more forgiving in temperature than the others Mm -hmm. right you can overheat it it's not going to care too much it'll it'll burn especially if you're using um natural abs it'll burn and it'll turn brown um but it's always a good way to check it abs though tends to be one of the cheaper materials out there because it's not popular anymore what is becoming more and more popular it's actually the most popular material right now P-L-A, otherwise known as polylactic acid. Is that, is that right? I think it's polylactic yes. acid. Yes, Right, um, That's the wrong one. Polylactic wow. acid. Yes, polylactic acid. A lot of you might have experience with it, even if you don't do anything with 3D printing. Oh, my mm. director of marketing is on my keyboard. Thank you. Thank you. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. Oh, well, she bit me. Oh. Uh, you know directors of marketing and all yes it it's it's the, it's the cat we our director of marketing is cat um maybe if she behaves we'll bring her on so if you're watching on youtube you'll get a cat tax uh, but no pla you you might have some experience with it if you ever went to starbucks and used a cup that says do not put hot water in it mm-hmm. it's pla yeah all if, kinds of um compostable food packaging now. Yep. It's all PLA. Uh that's actually where PLA is gaining the most uh room and mm. and growth is in the food packaging industry. Uh because it is biodegradable now in certain conditions. Yes, technically it is considered biodegradable, but it must be damn near Hot and moist. perfect conditions for and it to pressure, biodegrade. I'm going to hold up some PLA here. You know what? Actually, yeah. let's go back to the ABS real quick, guys. Yeah. If you're watching, I'm going to bend the ABS in half. It, it broke. It shouldn't have
0: broken. <laughs> <laughs> How old was that strand?
1: It might be old. It might have it be, That it. might be why. Let's see if I can do it again here. It's not
0: supposed to do that.
1: <laughs> no, ABS is supposed to bend. But, you know, it's not snapping. It's just kind of like shearing. Now, yeah, this has been through an extruder, so it's got lines on it. So I wonder if that
0: oh it's like just shearing along those striations it is it's shearing
1: along those striations
0: yeah so Um, if you got like a a clean piece that hadn't been through anything you'd be fine
1: you know what let me if i bend it the other way right away from it
0: yeah there you go there you go yeah there's the bend
1: and it'll bend all the way in half and i don't know if you can see it it gets a little white it discolors it turns white Mm um now from those those
0: polymer chains kind of going
1: like this yeah they're like "Ah!" flipping
0: past each other
1: (laughs) as they're as they're very slowly being stretched to their limit pla is considerably more brittle watch the thing with pla though when it uptakes water it gets flexible so oh the same thing <laughs> yeah, when it uptakes water, it gets like yeah. But I know what you mean. I have a I have a
0: piece here that I and if you look when it. you
1: when you bend PLA, it tends to just not it turns to non-elastic deformation. No. Right? Snaps right off. It, it's it. This one didn't completely break, but I bent it one more time and it broke in half. So PLA yeah, is it's more considerably like, less
0: uh, rubbery.
1: Yeah, it's like spaghetti.
0: Yeah, uh, like dry spaghetti. And,
1: and when it's like fresh, right out of the package. It will crack into pieces if you try to bend it like that. Similar to how you can never break spaghetti into two pieces. It just you goes can't, Yeah. It, it, same thing with, with PLA.
0: And you know why that is, actually? No. There, there's a shockwave that travels through it that causes further fractures. Cool. That's why spaghetti does that. Science. Yeah, it oscillates.
1: <laughs> I love science. And if you don't love science you're probably listening in the to wrong the wrong place. podcast because <laughs> we're going to make really crappy science jokes. No, that's not in the script. We're actually going pretty much off the cuff on this one. We've got our, this, yeah, oh, we got our Wikipedia links for everything, but you know, otherwise we're going off the cuff because this is a pretty simple topic, um, but it can get a little nitty gritty, right? Mm. PLA is great for 3d printing because it barely shrinks. You don't need a heated bed, which for ABS you need to be at 110 plus degrees centigrade, otherwise known as "ow" expletive deleted hot. Yeah. PLA because it'll
0: warp otherwise. Oh
1: yeah, and if you're using a Cartesian printer, which the the bed moves forward and backwards or left to right, whatever way it moves, that's bad. You put like a yeah. cardboard box over your printer, which you should never do because that's also flammable. You're basically <laughs> feeding your printer highly flammable stuff. Yeah, Don't print unattended. Just but don't, the I don't care.
0: slinging is like somebody blowing on it constantly.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's convection cooling. Yeah. PLA says, you don't have a heated bed? Great, we mm-hmm. don't care. Yeah. Blue tape was used for years. The first 3D printers that we all built did not have heated beds. It didn't exist. We didn't have a good way of keeping that temperature variant accurate. So Mm. you were forced to print PLA or you were forced to make a raft, which is, we'll get into that with... uh, Oh, I remember those days. Yep. The old school styles of 3D printing where you, you built a sacrificial component underneath your real part that would warp. You expected it to warp. You designed it. To warp Mm -hmm. so that when you were printing your the abs that was warping had nothing to do with your own part you made sacrificial material but heated beds really remove the need for that pla though can print on basically any 3d printer uh it is incredibly simple to print it needs very low temperatures like your your printing temperature for abs is 240 235 mm-hmm. up to 250 basically for pla i've seen people print as low as 185 we print a little bit above 200 just because we like to run ours a little bit faster mm-hmm. uh, but it's not needed right pla PLA's is happy at basically nice. any temperature um we've got for our tas 6 right behind me we have the more struder which has a 1.2 millimeter diameter nozzle and it's three millimeter filament so you can run those kind of nozzles but mm-hmm. you're able to to get any amount of speed, which is like 40 millimeters a second, by the way, out of that machine uh, with the Morstruder and one millimeter thick layers, which is comical to watch five layers go down at once. You need to run PLA at about 260 degrees centigrade. And as long as you keep it moving, it doesn't care, right? It's, if you hmm. stop and you leave it at 260, it's gonna melt very quickly away from the heat. So it'll melt through your hot end, drip onto your printer, and that's it. It, 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 it wants to be away from heat. Uh, mm. And that's a great thing about it. The Problem with PLA is it is very, very viscous. Same with PETG. It
0: has an extremely low uh, class transition temperature too. It's only like 60 yes. degrees C.
1: I believe it is 60 C. Do we yeah. have a number? It's 60 or 65. It's not very high. We tell mm-hmm. people 140 degrees Fahrenheit. And here in Florida, I don't care what color your car is. I don't care what color your interior is. If you don't put a sunshade up and you leave your car outside, your car will, will reach above the glass transition temperature of PLA.
0: So don't leave it in the the trunk.
1: I have a silver car with black interior. And uh, I accidentally left one of our large demonstration parts in there for two minutes with the door closed while I was getting parts out of the trunk and I went to get this thing out of the, the front seat because it's too big to fit in the trunk. Uh, mm. It had started to warp. Uh. So the material, it was also black. So the material absorbed a ton of heat um, is what it is, right? I mean, that's just the way it goes. We made a new, a new part and the failed one sits in, in my living room as a joke. Failure is always an option, but the nice thing with failure in 3d printing is you're out a lot of time. You're generally not out a ton of money. -hmm. Um PLA is also great because it the smell. I love the smell of PLA. Some people love it, some people hate it. I happen to love it. It it smells like breakfast. Smells like waffle, smells like sugar, because it's made of corn. Mm -hmm. So it's corn syrup. Plant
0: derived. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. And so it's it's lactic acid, polylactic acid. Lactic yeah. acid, if, if maybe you remember uh, high school chemistry, that's what gives you cramps. Yeah, muscle cramps. Build up of lactic acid. So this is lots of, it's, well, it's two main uh, chains of lactic mm. acid put together to make plastic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, and when you think about it, what that means for your muscles, it just, it, the mind boggles. Yeah, it's the like, hmm,
0: never your would have thought that.
1: Yeah, anyways. The material is great to print with though. Yeah. It's brittle. It's very brittle. So like hitting a part, like hitting a, a part made of ABS, the hammer will deform it, but will bounce. It'll off leave a it.
0: dent, but it'll leave a
1: dent. You could run PLA, a car over it though. Oh yeah. You can run a car over it. PLA. If you hit it, it's probably going to break and shatter on you. It's not going to yeah. shatter like glass, but it's going to shard. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to be like tempered glass or just a bajillion pieces. But if you slowly load PLA, it's a phenomenally strong material. You can run it over with a car, no problem. Mm-hmm. But that's also because of how cars transmit weight through tires. That's a right. different subject. It's not a hard object. Right. If your car had tires made of wood or steel, it'd be a different. It'd be different for all these materials because that's just pressure. Your point loading.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so. PLA has a higher density, I believe. Let me see the density of, yeah, the density of ABS is 1.06 to 1.08 grams per cubic centimeter. For reference, water is one gram per cubic centimeter. So ABS just barely sinks, which makes it really great for doing things like fishing weight or fishing bobbers because they don't need a lot of air pocket in them to float. Mm-hmm. Looking at PLA, it's 1.21 to 1.43 grams per cubic centimeter, considerably heavier. That's, that's about 20% heavier on the low side. And on the high side, geez, you're over 30% heavier. That's a lot. Um, and that translates to less material. Mm-hmm. When you buy spools of 3D printed plastic, you buy it by weight. You do not buy it by length. So when you're in your slicer program and you're looking at, you know, how much material it's going to use, make sure you have your density set correctly because you might run out of filament. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's move forward on to PET. PETG is a glycol modified (laughs) variant of polyethylene terephthalate. Phthalate. Phthalate, Right. There you go. See, I, yeah, sure. And it's glycol modified. So PET is very common in food packaging. PETE is a milk jug, a soda yeah. bottle. What's this cup made out of? Well, I can't see because it's mildly translucent and it's full of water and I don't want to tip it over. But uh, PET is very common. It's easily sanitizable, not with 3D printing, of course. Right. Uh, of the
0: porous. Uh yeah the porous nature not perfect surface
1: um let's see i know pet is about 85 c for its tg Mm -hmm. i'm trying to see if it's specifically listed we say about 185 to 190 degrees is about as hot as petg can get um it's generally stable in vehicles uh and it's recyclable It is not easily biodegradable, but it is recyclable. So it's considered standard recyclable plastic.
0: Yeah. Anywhere you can recycle plastic bottles and stuff, you can usually recycle PET.
1: PET is also quite viscous. It's, uh, oh, I just had it. It went away from me. 1.38 grams per cubic centimeter. Most PETG runs a little bit lighter. So that's just glycol modified PET. Um, like PLA, it doesn't shrink all that much, but it shrinks a little bit. It does mm. like to have a heated bed. Uh, normally around 70 to 85 degrees centigrade is perfect for it. It does need to print a little bit hotter, right? So it's a little bit more of a challenging material, and it's right on the edge of what most cheaper 3D printers can handle because it, mm. its temperature you print out is right around 240. 35 to 270 degrees uh, centigrade, excuse me, not Fahrenheit.
0: But on the flip side, it's quite a bit tougher than say PLA.
1: It is. And it also, its natural state is almost glass clear. Mm. Um, It is, let's make sure, because this is also previously extruded. I just cut stuff off the spools that we had. Uh, It does not, uh, similar to ABS, it will want to deform and bend before it breaks this is like the same thing over and over and we're still not broken that is really really nice for pet the downside to it is it strings so (laughs) bad and there are ways to combat it the the normal system is add an extra millimeter so if you're at one millimeter retraction for p for pla You want to go two millimeters for PETG and you want to do it very fast Mm. because it will have a tendency to stretch rather than pull away from the nozzle when you're doing your retraction. Yeah. But, you know, for, for what we do here at 3D Musketeers, we are basically always printing in PET. You guys, if you're watching on video, you've seen this Fusion 3 running basically every single time that we've been recording. And it's always printing in petg if it's printing something else i'll let you know but we we had a really big order of parts that are too big to fit on any other printer in our shop that's functional Do you have the failed one uh yeah i can show a failed one yeah oh hey it literally just finished oh oh there's the bed going down yeah it's going down hey um, here's a failure to give you guys an idea of how big it is yeah it's a that's a big one problem. of how
0: many 12? 12
1: 12 yeah so that's uh I guess that's number 10.
0: That's oh, number 10. You're
1: almost there. Yep. Now it just has to cool down because that, that printer has a glass bed. PETG does have a problem with certain bed materials. It will weld itself to any PEI, which is polyether imide. That is an uh, exotic plastic that we will talk about in another episode. But uh, the way to fix it is either a little bit of glue stick, which... Oh, oddly, is that what the will... glue stick is for? It can, it's more for polycarb, but yes. Um, oh, okay, because my Prusa kit,
0: for those who don't know, I just built a Prusa uh, Mark III S, which is behind me here, and it came with a, a, a glue stick, and I'm like,
1: the hell is this for? Now it I know is, it's for certain materials that will have a tendency to weld themselves to the PEI sheet So it's because just it is like,
0: creates like a little barrier.
1: Right, it's a little barrier layer. Right, it's uh, mm. we we use Windex, the industry kind of goes over to Windex. If you're printing polycarbonate, which, again, another, another video for A little for bit that. exotic. Yeah. Um, you absolutely need that glue stick because it will never come off of that ah. printer without ripping the bed. Like, if you print polycarb on a bare PEI bed, cut the PEI off <laughs> around the part because you will not get it off otherwise. Uh, we've had parts weld to glass beds where... I'm like, yep, we're gonna take this one over to a trash can and we're gonna hammer the bed and just break it because the bed yeah, is cheaper. You're never gonna get back. Yeah, you're never gonna get it back. And um, PEI has become a very standard build surface. There's build tack, which is some sort of plastic polymer mm-hmm. uh, that works great as well. Prusa printers use a smooth or powder coated PEI sheet, and uh, PETG is highly recommended. Actually. All but two pieces on a Prusa i3 Mark 3s kit are printed in PETG. It's it rugged. Uh, the hot end cooling fan and uh, one of the uh, covers for the hot oh, end are printed okay. in ABS. They might have gone, oh, actually, no. They changed over to ASA recently. Oh, uh, right. It's a minor ABS because our printers here are older, but the newer ones, your printer probably came with a bottle of uh, Prusa graphite lubricant, right? Right, yeah, the little yeah. one. Yeah. They never came with that for the original mm-hmm. ones. Uh, so the, the newer ones, as Prusa finds things that n- are needed, that's what they do. They add more stuff in there for you so that it comes with everything you need, including gummy bears, because that's really, mm-hmm. that's really what you bought. Just came with a free 3D printer. Um, but PET is a great material in, in printing. It's practical, it's engineering grade, and it's very similar mm-hmm. to ABS in temperature, in its, uh Uh, flexibility and everything like that so Mm -hmm. uh, we love petg here i'm starting to open up more to abs now that uh we have the the fusion yeah you don't have to worry
0: about the warping as much
1: it's not even you know what i can deal with the warping right it's like okay until you really figure it out you're gonna lose a bunch of prints fine yeah i cannot under any circumstances deal with the smell it's it's terrible it goes through the whole shop And it smells like someone burned plastic, and I hate that smell. Mm -hmm. Um, But thankfully, Fusion 3 has carbon filters that take out most of that smell. And really, the only reason the room will still smell is because there's little air leaks. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, we have a custom part to move the filter so that it doesn't touch the wall. And uh, it's printed in PLA, so I assume there might be some areas where some air can get through. So I probably need to coat it in some two-part epoxy. Something Uh, like that. Yep. But that's okay. That's the way she goes. And, uh, yeah. you know, part of the whole system. I mean, this is a short one. There's really not too much that we have to talk about there. Uh, PET, ABS, PLA, they're all good materials. They all mm-hmm. serve specific purposes. Um, let us know what you think. I mean, God, this is like maybe a 25 minute video at best.
0: Unfortunately. I mean, the, the only thing I think I could add is, uh, well, as you were saying, PETG, um, and ABS are considered engineering plastics yeah. in which they're, they're a commodity plastic. You can get them everywhere. They're used in injection molding extensively, which helps their availability for 3D yeah. printing. Um, but PLA is not a commodity plastic. Not it's a, yet. It's, no, it's, it's getting there, though. I mean, yep. the amount of use it sees in the food packaging industry, I'm sure is getting it there quickly. Yep.
1: Like to give everybody yeah. an idea, plastic straws. Big deal if you're ever on the West Coast. Florida is starting to adopt this. Hey, you know, we probably shouldn't use non-biodegradable plastics anymore. And the city of Gainesville actually banned all non-biodegradable or non-recyclable plastics. And they classified ABS as a non-recyclable plastic.
0: Hmm, this is for food.
1: It's for food packaging. Yeah. And there's not a lot of food packaging that was made out of ABS anymore. Hmm. The the lot of it was going over to polystyrene mm-hmm. because it is really cheap. Polystyrene does not biodegrade. Mm-hmm. There are uh, there are like certain organisms. Styrofoam that can break is polystyrene. Down. Yeah, it's styrofoam. Everyone knows styrofoam. And everyone yeah. knows like the really tough styrofoam that doesn't break, and then the stuff that comes with the cheap stuff that you buy, and yeah. the little peanuts go everywhere and it sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean we well, the seen... sad thing is oh go ahead, sorry.
1: We didn't see packing peanuts move away from polystyrene and going over to PLA. They're cornstarch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to mess with well, A lot of
0: them are already like that cornstarch stuff. Yep. So
1: it, it, the city of Gainesville require this. And we do a lot of work in the food packaging industry. So our food packaging clients said, Hey, you know, these are what the materials we're moving over to. We're moving over to bagasse, which is if you've been to Chipotle, the bowl, that's bagasse. It's uh, corn. And kind a of papery. Yeah. It's like corn husk, basically. It's yeah. The byproduct of making uh corn syrup. Uh and they're going over to CPLA, straws, lids. CPLA is just crystallized PLA. Yeah. Biodegradable. kind of like Cons-
0: opaque whitish plastic.
1: Yeah, and it it's generally seen as like a uh ocean blue teal kind of yeah. color. Uh because they yeah, it's main color, it it's like an opaque white. Mm-hmm. Or uh, semi-translucent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of white. frosted. It's not pretty. And then mm-hmm. they'll add a little bit of food of, uh, food uh, coloring-based dye yeah. to clean it up. Um, the, a problem, of course, is they're much heavier than ABS. So the shipping cost was mm-hmm. something that everybody had to figure out. Um, but, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of changes in the industry. PETG is becoming more commonly used. ABS is really going out of the industry unless you have high-end 3D printers like yeah. Fusion 3F. And you pretend. need the temperature resistance or something. Right. And, you know, there are materials like, there are blends, right? There's ABS Plus, which there's, there's a lot there to really process and maybe we'll go into some of those plus materials pla plus abs plus um, Mm -hmm. that are slightly modified right abs plus is supposedly doesn't smell uh, and is much easier to print never tried it because by the time abs plus came around we had basically switched over to petg and the bulk of people that think they need a exotic plastic like a nylon really are fine with petg um especially when they find out the cost differentials when it yeah. comes to manufacturing yeah but i think that's really it i mean this this was a short one we, we knew it was going to be short um maybe we'll make this like a clip or a bonus episode who knows but you know look guys and girls <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we never want you to stop making. And the goal of this podcast is to help inspire you, help teach you, help guide you in your processes, trials, tribulations of making awesome. We want to hear from you. We know there's not a lot of you right now, but who knows, maybe there could be in two days, two months, two years, two millennia. Our voices, our faces are out there forever for better or worse reasons. And we, want, forever. we want to help you. Our goal is to help you. And if you are stuck, if you don't know what plastic to use or what step you need to take next, reach out to us. We're going to have a website link in the description where you can go to 3D Musketeers, which they're the sponsor of this podcast. I'm the owner and Tad's a lead designer of, a lead engineer, I should say, of 3D Musketeers. Now we want to help you. And we want to offer anybody a free consultation to talk about your product, what you can do with it, and how we can help you make awesome. And if you know what you're doing, great. We want you to reach out to us too because we would love to have guests. We're looking for another host. We'd love to have more people come on, hang out with us and talk because, you know, we find that especially when you get more minds that are all moving in the same direction, all firing on as many cylinders as we can muster that day, you get a lot of interesting conversation. Some of these will be longer than others and that's okay. But You know, we always want to remind you to stay safe out there. Don't, you know, if you're over on the West Coast, good Lord, get the hell out. Stay away from the fires. Get a respirator. Uline sells them. I don't like Uline, but they sell them. Sorry. You know, uh, do what you got to do, guys. Stay socially distanced. Be safe. My name's Grant. That's Tad. This has been ABS, PLA, and PETG, benefits, negatives, and why. This is Making Awesome, sponsored by 3D Musketeers. It's not really sponsored, but- I mean, run by. Run by. Yeah. Yeah. Supported by 3D Musketeers. We hope you guys out there are staying healthy and continue to make awesome. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us.